Welcome back to the Age Gap Realness Podcast. You have Natalie Workman. Brandon Dawson. And His Highness Brandon Dawson. He is in a mood right now, you guys. He has been dancing. He has been singing. Not that that's anything new. I mean, you, you dance and sing quite a bit. But I would like to ask you, what's the status on the, the twerking? I'm twerking every day. That's how I make a living. <laughs> no, but can can you maybe twerk for us? Oh, uh, twerk. I think you said work. Sorry, it's my... You're a liar. You did not think I said work. <laughs> I get paid can well. Can you stand up? I get paid Can you stand well up for, for 10 twerking. seconds? Can you play... Just 10 seconds. Not going to happen. Come on. No. Come on. No. What can I do by the end of this episode to stand up and make you twerk? If you get... If you get 1,000 downloads of this episode, I will twerk on the next episode. Well, no, but I want you to twerk on this episode. That doesn't count. What what, what can happen? Your listeners have to support you in this. It's a vote. (laughs) And if they don't support you in this, then the credibility I'm going to lose for my poor twerking is going to be reserved for when you do get 1,000 downloads of this episode. I hate to break it to you, but I think think your street cred with how great of a twerker you are is already kind of in the, the can. Well, I'm just going to say for the record, I've been working on it. You've been working on the twerking. <laughs> what are we going to talk about today, babe? It's your show. I'm your guest. Do you remember what we were going to talk about? I did tell you. Well, I told you you I told you it was a dumb idea. You were going to get on here and talk <laughs> about how much you love me and how amazing I am uh-huh. and how much you the, can't stand it when those I'm away. all sound like my ideas. Yeah, I told you that. <laughs> no one wants to hear about gushy, lovey stuff. Mm-hmm. So what did you then recommend that we talk about? It's, it's your show. I'm your guest. Okay, today we're going to talk about how we argue. How we fight, how we argue, how we bicker. You did make a nice little... You already little... talked about how we... What, when we're in a rut, I think you said, in a rut. Oh, th- Brandon loves bicker. how I say the word rut. It actually is very sexy. Okay. Rut. Anyway, can you please demonstrate for me the difference between bickering and arguing? The what way, does bickering sound like? To me? To you, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, let's see. I don't want uh, any more bad reviews. Don't the camera? Don't be camera shy now. You were just doing it for us bickering, very proudly. Bickering sounds like this. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> and then, then what about fighting? <laughs> Boom, bang, kung fu fighting. It's that's, like power. That's what our fighting sounds like? Yeah, it's like you're very powerful. It's like boom, bang, bam. Can you, you recall know, like Batman, our last fight? I can't handle you. I just need to change the topic. <laughs> I have to change the topic. I don't know where the kung fu fighting this comes is the out. <laughs> there is nobody that is ever hurt in our relationship when we fight. This is not what we're talking about today, guys. No, they're emotional blows to me. Oh. You're so aggressive. Oh, okay. So can you name our last fight? Uh, Yes, I can. I wonder if you, I wonder we're going to have name. another fight. This is this is awesome. We were we had a radio show the other uh. morning, and the night before, I went through the basic checklist that I normally do. Wait, wait, which can, is, I, can I set the terms up of this? Sure. You get to explain your side of the story, and then I get to explain my side of the story. What you cannot do is interrupt me while I'm telling my side. I won't interrupt you while you're telling yours. Okay. But I got a bad review no, for no, talking no. too much, I, yeah, so I, I need you I'm going to agree. I'm going to talk for 99% of the show, and I'll let you talk for one one percent <laughs> of your show. 
All right, I agree. Okay. So anyhow, I was worried because we had this early morning interview in downtown Portland. I knew it was going to take a half hour to get there. So I asked you the night before. I noticed I didn't have gas in my car. And I said, do you have gas in your car? And he said, yeah, I have three quarters of a tank. I said, that's perfect. So we'll head out. We'll stop by Starbucks. And we'll swing down to the interview. Well, you weren't ready. And so I said, I'll go to Starbucks and get coffee. I texted you and called you to tell you where I was at. And then you went to the wrong place. And then we were late. And then you yelled at me all the way to the radio station. (laughs) And then it sounded like... I mean, most of that is true. But, but my side of the story is, yes, I was running late, which I definitely copped to. But the actual argument was not because I missed the turn and just went straight on the freeway instead of meeting you at Starbucks. The fight was that you wouldn't acknowledge that when you were at Starbucks and you picked up the phone... And I said, hey, babe, I made the wrong turn. In a moment of high stress, you just said, okay, fine, we're going to meet, blah, blah, blah. And then you just hung up the phone. And meeting at another Starbucks, the obvious question for me was, well, which Starbucks? So then I proceeded to text you. To to drive to none of the Starbucks? Well, yeah, I proceeded to text you saying, let's meet here instead because it was on the way. You not only hung up the phone on me, but then you didn't meet me where I was and you got mad at me for not meeting you. So when we were in the car, I wanted you to acknowledge, yes, I was 75% wrong in the situation, but you were still 25% wrong and that was important to me and you wouldn't do it. So I yelled at you. Well, I will officially admit on your show that although I said to you specifically, Go to the Starbucks we were going to meet at. And I'll just meet you, you there. Kinds of apologies, guys. These you decided are not, to go somewhere else. These are but, not but, real apologies. But, and this is when I get mad. But I will <laughs> absolutely. And just for the record, the reason I hung up on you is because they were handing me a tray of all the uh-huh. food and coffee through the window. Uh-huh. And I said, I'm grabbing all the stuff now. I'll meet you at the original Starbucks mm-hmm. spot. No, but, you did not say original Starbucks spot. You did not say that. Okay. Anyhow, what I would say is I was still kind of crappy and I was mad at you, so I wasn't kind and I didn't call you back right away and I didn't show you the love and respect I should have as the person who adores you and loves you more than anything in the world. And so this is an official apology, which, by the way, is why you have red roses at the house because I felt like a a complete jerk. And the whole thing worked out anyway and was a great experience. And so I got uh, upset for no reason at all and you got upset for no reason at all. So this might seem, thank you. First of all, I'll, I will acknowledge you. Thank you. This might seem like it is entirely made up, but quite honestly, guys, besides the roses, this is how we fight. We have these big moments where there's an issue that comes up. We share both of our sides about it. That usually lasts for about 10 or 15 minutes. It's never days at a time. It's never weeks. It's never months. We hash it out, and then there is an acknowledgement on both sides of what we did wrong. That was not the case early on in our relationship though. We did not, I think you used to kind of walk out. You're one of those people that just like when tension got really high, you needed space. And that's the last thing I can handle in fights. Like I have to resolve it right then and there or else I go haywire. This actually happened recently when I was in a bit of a fight with somebody that I loved and they just walked out. And I'm so used to fighting constructively like I'm, I'm used to fighting with you and other people who know my conflict style so when he walked out of this conversation 
I was jarred by it. Like I, I really struggled sleeping that night. The next morning I was frustrated and we didn't really come to a resolution for about two or three days. And it just weighed on me. Like I don't, I don't like that type of conflict, but I think what's important to know, so getting back to why we argue the way we argue and tips on how we kind of navigate each other's styles is you've adapted to my style, which I think is important and has been important in our relationship and is important in any relationship. If I, if you had this style and you really needed to have me come to you, then I would like acknowledge that, okay, he just needs space. He just needs time. But the fact that you come to me, I think is one thing that makes us really strong in those situations. Well, um, I, I think we, we made a decision. I, uh, the reason uh, I fell uh, in love with you. Uh, 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 don't say anything dumb. The reason I fell in love with you is because <laughs> you're, you're a strong and sincere communicator. Uh-huh. So when you get mad, I, I, I will concede uh-huh. <laughs> that you get mad about all the dumb things. Like what? But, like what do I get? But, what do I get? But mad at? I'm older, so I'm very temperamental. Uh, and based on my experience, I've learned that instead of fighting with you, it's better just to smile and sometimes start laughing. <laughs> that is, oh, you diffuse me so well. She gets so mad over some of the dumbest things, and and she and I can see her get mad. And I try to look serious, and I try to look like I'm I'm listening to her, but then I just start laughing because it's just so irrelative. But what I love about her is. She lets things go quickly. If you communicate, here's what I've learned about you. If I'm willing to sit there and actually communicate about uh-huh. with you and you can work through it and I can not say something dumb and I can be supportive mm-hmm. and show you love, generally speaking, even some of the most upset I've seen you, at some point we both start laughing and realize our life is so amazing. We love each other so much. Mm-hmm. We've been through really hard things. And whatever we're dealing with relative to any of that is such an easy thing. And then it only takes a few minutes of reflection to look at our family, like the stuff my parents are going through or, you know, things that are, that other people are experiencing to realize how fortunate, how lucky we are, and that the things we're choosing to get upset about aren't in context really that big of a deal. And I think we find ourselves in those places when we talk through it. So I have two tips around this that are essentially what you're talking about. One of them is we keep our schedules so busy such that if we do fight, we have to go do something. There's always something on our calendar. There's a dinner that we're really going to enjoy or a trip that we're going to enjoy or a meeting that we need to be prepared for. And so it puts both of us in this perspective of we have to get this solved now. I don't want to still be talking about this when we get to the hotel room tonight. Let's figure it out. Let's solve it. Let's move on. And I think that that's a good tip of just like keeping yourselves busy and it's not just lingering all this weight on you as a couple. It's allowing yourself to remember that there are other things going on that are more important than whenever the dumb thing is that you're fighting about. I think people get lost in what's really important and they 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 start – I mean generally speaking, if they're unhappy, they're going to find everything to fight about or argue about and and – and they'll always look for opportunities to be victims, which is another thing I love about you. You just don't have that victim mentality. So you mm-hmm. don't immediately go to somebody's doing something to you or against you. You might get upset that something happened, but you know it's not directed at you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a that perspective is really important. I would encourage anybody who thinks anybody is doing things to them or to you know at them to just readjust your thinking and, and recognize people do things 
usually because of themselves or for themselves mm -hmm. and or because of external reasons. And it has nothing to do with you, actually. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I appreciate that you have that perspective. But when we do fight, um, we usually fight. The other thing is we usually fight about a thing. We're not fighting about do we love each other. We're not fighting yeah. about, you know, we're cruel to each other. We're not fighting about little things or, or big things in the relationship. We're usually fighting about a thing like mm -hmm. somebody's late or somebody made the wrong turn or, or you hurt my feelings. I hurt your feelings or I'm on my phone. <laughs> I mean, not, I don't actually text and drive. Uh, <laughs> but it's illegal. You should watch it. But, I have friends who uh, DM uh, you. Caitlin, uh, I'm, I'm going to say I know, but here's tonight. the thing. Hey, it's no, illegal. Don't talk about anything illegal who, on this podcast. Who get mad and concerned for you about how you use your phone when you're driving. Here we go. Here we go. You mean you watch him on his stories and you'll see that he's freaking driving. It's like, Brandon, pay attention to the road. You get nervous when the little line is going out because like, did he get in a car crash? What happened to him? He was clearly not paying attention so to what he was doing. Much drama. Okay. Well, Anyhow, so you're not supposed to. This one lights this, me up a little bit. This is uh, this is from the Washington State Department of Transportation. You are not supposed to text and drive at the same time, so please don't do it. Maybe be a safe driver. Maybe I should have somebody from the authorities watch this so that they can have serious consequences for you. <laughs> okay, then they gotta watch you too. <laughs> what do I do wrong? You never do anything wrong, babe. That's why we don't fight. You're just amazing. Good answer. That's a really good answer. No, but the second tip that I wanted to give around this, and you kind of hit on it a little bit, is when you are in the middle of a fight and you feel like it's tense, you tend to do something that makes me laugh. And as soon as there is any external stimuli that puts me in a place of remembering what's important... I think I really do value how little time I have with you to the age gap piece and that like this isn't going to matter. And when I think about us, once you've passed, when I think about us, I don't want to think once about I don't want to think about fighting with you about little shit. Like I just I really don't want to have that weighing on me to where we just had these colossal moments in periods of our time where we really fought hard about something. I just want to happen when people are around us. Like it's fairly explosive. I remember the first time my dad watched us fight and he was like, it's like watching a train crash. Like you can't you can't not watch it, but it's so uncomfortable because it just happens and we're all in and we're comfortable doing it in front of anybody, but we resolve it. And I think with having this age gap with you, it's something that I place a significant amount of value in of just being able to be done, move on, put bigger things into perspective and not think about our lives and our relationship as we fight all the time and we have these huge issues that we don't work through. Yeah, I think, you know, I think um, we have an amazing life. I think all the little things that get interjected into life uh, can cause tension. And when you have tension, you take it out on the people that you're the closest to, right? Mm -hmm. So so really understanding that and then asking the logical question, do I really want to be in a position where I'm taking my tension out on the person I'm spending the majority of my time with, who I love more than anybody else and who I adore, and do I want to put that kind of extra stress into the relationship? But I'm, you know, I think the one thing, that I would encourage couples to do that we've spent a lot of energy on is I know I'm a driver influencer. So I know that I'm a concluder. I am going to want to make something happen right now to fix a situation mm. and then talk about it later. Mm -hmm. um, you're the opposite. You're an influencer driver. Mm -hmm. So you're going to want to spend a lot of time talking about it. Mm -hmm. 
understanding that when you're done talking about it forever, there'll be a conclusion. <laughs> forever. Forever? And I feel ever. like that's dramatic. And ever. <laughs> and so appreciating that about each other and understanding that's actually a strength in the relationship, mm-hmm. we can each pause and you can look and you can say, I know you just want this to be over with now and mm-hmm. say you're, you know, and I'll say, I'm sorry for whatever happened and, you know, I d- still don't know what happened. But but you know what you've gotten really good at? Going back to the styles of fighting, I need acknowledgement and I need an apology, even if it's for something so stupid my thought process is if I can't get an I'm sorry out of you and I can't get an acknowledgement of where you're, where you went wrong, even if it's a small portion of what, what you did to go wrong, it, it feels like there's no closure in the situation for me. So you've become very good at saying this was my part in it, even if it's small, and I'm sorry for how I contributed to that. And that releases all tension or all of that stuff that you hold on to once a fight is over and somebody doesn't give you what you want. And I think it was something that I needed to learn about myself and I've learned it in other relationships as well of just like, I need that. And being very clear with you on, I I, I have to have this, this is a non-negotiable, just like you have to have certain things, this is my thing. Uh, And I'm gonna, this is a tip for all the guys Mm. that's listening to this. Yes, (laughs) do you want me to close my ears? Uh, No, Uh, an apology isn't, I'm sorry you felt that way. No. Oh, it is absolutely not. A, I'm sorry you feel this way. Sometimes that's what prolongs fights normally with us. When you refuse to give me what I want, but you pretend like you're giving it to me in the form of an I'm sorry that you are that you got yourself in this situation or I'm sorry that you blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry you were late this morning. It. I'm sorry you it were heightens, it twad- not paying attention. It quadruples my anger and frustration because I know that you're just withholding the thing that I need. And I think that in relationships, that's the worst thing that you can do. If you love somebody, why not give them the things that they need? Like we're not talking about the emotional things or the stuff that is on the fringes. Like you don't need to get me flowers every day. You don't need to write me a card every day. Would I like that? Of course, but you don't need to. I need acknowledgement to feel secure in our relationship. And so when you don't do it, and I think you often don't do it because you're just, I think part of you really enjoys it when I get that irritated and mad at you. <laughs> I get a lot of attention that way. Yeah, you get so much attention. <laughs> She's not focused you, on other things. She's always, solely focused on me. <laughs> but you always end up giving it to me in at the end of it. Because I know if I do that, then I'll get even more attention. But it'll be loving and caring. Oh, loving and caring attention. Hey, look, you know, um, there's different choices of engagement, right? I guess the fundamental question and, you know, I've been married in the past, and I haven't done this very well in the past, but it's been something I really tried to work on with myself. Mm-hmm. And having three daughters, I think, also has, and really paying attention to my daughters, um, has helped me kind of frame this thinking. But you have you have to make a choice. And you're only going to be here so long in life. If you want to conquer and dominate whatever you're doing, you got to give the love to the people you're spending all your time with. And you got to try to eliminate the stress and friction from that because otherwise that dominates your energy and pulls you off of where you're going to. And I think you said something earlier. We made a conscious choice that if we stay so busy focused on our big goals Mm -hmm. and if we have a free moment, instead of spending that time fighting and arguing, spend it making another phone call or writing another paper or doing another blog or, you know, you want to solve an issue. If you're really mad at somebody, go write a blog on gratitude. 
go write a blog on on inspiration like just change your thinking and and find that place in your own space where you can recognize the fact that whatever you were doing wasn't worth the tension and anxiety and stress that you were contributing and creating to i'm not an expert at this i think about this every time we start fighting though i'm like why are we Mm-hmm. Why are we choosing to argue or fight or even waste our energy when really all I want to do is to tell you how appreciative I am, how much I love you because of all the amazing things that are happening in our life? You can't cry. I'm not crying. You're getting a little emotional. I'm not being emotional. I'm just you're, deflecting right now. Yeah, I'm because you're going to cry. Go ahead. You feel free to cry. <laughs> it's your show. Your show. No, this is the BrandonBreaksDown.com show. Brandon doesn't break down anymore. You, what? You made too much fun of <laughs> Guys, me. Guys, it is a plot twist in the Age Gap Realness show. Brandon no longer breaks down. Can we hold you to this? Maybe. All right. You know what? You don't have to stick to any one identity. If you want to break down, break down. If you don't want to break down, don't be somebody who breaks down. So what really good information are we going to give your listeners on this particular show so they'll be inspired to, to want to come back? and listen to the words of wisdom that you deliver to all these listeners. I honestly think that the game changer is the twerk. <laughs> yeah, whenever you're mad, I just start twerking. You just start <laughs> laughing. I don't care how mad you get. I just do the twerk, and then you start laughing because I'm a horrible twerker. But I know that it will instantaneously change whatever dynamic and whatever's going on in the air. So I do have a question for you. When I am, and I usually get more mad at you than you get at me, there's very rare instances where you are actually upset with me. I'm upset with you more so. But it's not a lot. Like, I don't want want to make it seem like, well, it's it's a decent amount. When When I'm upset with you over something silly and I need your acknowledgement or I need something back from you, how do you just break up the whole conversation with humor in those moments. I'm getting better at it, but I still struggle to like put all of that tension and energy that's negative and flip it into something that's positive and lighthearted. Well, the first <clears throat> the first thing is I do have to listen to you for some period of time. I mean, <laughs> What what would frustrate me is that <laughs> I never knew when you were going to stop talking about something. Like when you get on a roll yeah. and and I, I concede and I apologize and then you revisit it and uh-huh. then you keep revisiting it because yeah. the influencer side and you're looking for a conclusion. Mm-hmm. It's really I hard. Like what I, my, my style of argument is I make my thesis – and then I make my supporting points, and then I make a conclusion. And in my mind, Brandon, when we're fighting, needs to restate my thesis, acknowledge each bullet point, and then and tell her why she's wrong, <laughs> and then tell her why she's wrong in her thinking. Yeah, it works. It doesn't work. This Don't happens do in many ways. It's just how my brain works. And so when I think it's the end of an argument, or you think it's an end of the argument, it's I'm just like, starting. Great, we are. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, we're buckle in. <laughs> we're just getting going. <laughs> no, I just think. Well, that's great. We're and we're now on the same page. So then you can now acknowledge all of these points of things that you did wrong. Or that you perceived I did wrong. But, okay, question for you. I remember doing this a lot when we first 
started dating. Do you think that I still do this as much now? I think I've become more brief for you because I know that that's helpful for you and I'm not as nervous about the relationship. I think honestly, we've, we've really focused, we've talked, we talk about this and we focus mm -hmm. on it. And although we have moments, I think the reason we laugh sometimes after we start fighting is because we've talked about this so much, we know we're just being stupid. You, that's true. So it, it, it's, it's, it's working through it. You know, in my previous relationship, I would have, I would have locked it away and I would have walked off and I would have dwelled on it and I would have had it fester. And then I would have been more sensitive when an argument or a fight came up because it'd be like that thing you keep repeating in your mind. So you're making it a bigger deal. So you become more sensitive to it. Mm -hmm. um, in your particular case, I've learned to just like, so, so what you're saying is before you'd like to cycle through the argument and mm -hmm. continue and continue on. Here's what I've learned. I have to let you at least get your full thought out on the first cycle. Mm -hmm. And if I do that, then I can say, I heard you, babe. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm, and the reason I try to repeat what you said is so that you feel I did hear you. I'm not, I'm good at it in business. Very good um, at it in business. And it's the trusted advisor, the acknowledge, motivate, ask structure mm -hmm. I've created of acknowledging and then making a motivational statement and then asking a question, right? Yes. And sometimes yeah. I throw that in your face when you're not doing it. Not throw it in your face, but I'm like, can you AMA me? I'm asking you to yeah. acknowledge, motivate, and ask me a question. And then you, then you do it, but it takes And And, and I've been reminding. training on it for years, people to do that, right, in the engagement process of other people. And and I think, I think the best thing that people listening to this could take away is um, actually learning – Focusing enough on the style of the person you're in love with or that you love, because your kids could be the same situation, your parents. Mm -hmm. Actually separate yourself from yourself and look at the dynamic that's going on and try to understand from their perspective what it is about them that makes them feel the need to do whatever they're doing. Mm -hmm. And then ask, how can I in the future create more security in the conversation or more alignment in the conversation so they don't feel the need to take it to a place where then it really becomes disruptive or or when people get to a place they say I've I've witnessed it they get to a place of frustration where then they say something stupid that really becomes hurtful. Mm. And I in our relationship I don't think we've found ourselves ever in a place mm -mm. where we've diminished the other one's value no. by taking a cheap shot. No. Never. And my mom always taught me from a very young age, when you're in a relationship with somebody, you never throw out the, I'm going to break up with you. Or if you're married, we're going to get a divorce. You never say those words unless it is actually happening. Throwing it out in moments of frustration just absolutely erodes the trust in the relationship. Well, I think, you know, when I see this, when I see people throwing stuff like it, it is absolutely somebody who's overtly insecure. They're doing it to try to control. Mm -hmm. They're doing it to create maximum leverage. Mm -hmm. It is not out of love. It's out of a, it's out of a, honestly, when I see someone using that in a relationship, it's because they're so insecure mm -hmm. and they're so overtly controlling and they use it as a weapon against the person they're supposed to be loving in order to get compliance. So we were actually talking about this last night. You were at this conversation. I recently heard this story about a team member of ours from a previous company that wanted to make an impact on you when they exited. 
like they wanted it to hurt you. They didn't like you. They didn't like our relationship. And they wanted to make sure that you knew in a critical moment that they were leaving. And the conversation kind of evolved. And we talked about the idea that that is narcissism. If you are, are, if you're so making it about you that you want to hurt somebody else, even when you're in a fight, like just don't, don't be a narcissist. Don't take yourself to that place. Don't ever like think, imagine your kids being in that part of that conversation. Imagine somebody recording you saying that like the nastiest moments. I have bad moments. I'm not immune to this. However, I just don't take it to that 100%. I will go 75% of the way there, but that 25% that's off limits, it's freaking off limits. Yeah, but that's you a have core. to train yourself to do that. Absolutely. That's a core. You, you, I don't think I've ever heard you say anything bad about somebody. I've heard you dismiss people and say they're irrelevant to me because of the way that they've mm. communicated. But I don't hear you, you know, maybe you've said something, but I don't yeah, hear I'm you certain, generally like, I'm speaking. I have. Generally speaking, you do not sit and talk poorly about somebody. If you don't like them, you just won't spend time around them. If you don't trust them, you just choose not to spend time around them. In fact, there's times where I'll say something you're like, I don't even care. Like, I'm not going to, why would we waste 13 seconds talking about this person when they're completely irrelevant to my life, right? But going back to people who use leverage over other people, like the person that exited and made sure that I knew how they felt about my personal life. Mm-hmm. And I just looked at them and said, I don't give a shit how you feel. Right. Like, I have a great life. And if you're so miserable that you have to judge me because you're so unhappy in your life mm-hmm. and because you're so jealous or you're so whatever, like, that's not me. That's you. I mean, people project on other people their fears, their insecurities. So what are you spending your time thinking about and talking about? And what are you spending your time doing? Because whatever that is, it's coming from you. And, and, and there's, well, what's always funny about that too, is how did that actually impact your life afterwards? I was you, so like, thrilled you, that they left. Like you never, <laughs> sh- sure, was, was transitioning projects challenging? Yes. But outside of that, it's a moot point. And so thinking that somebody even cared enough to like ruin your day, it's like, sweetheart, you didn't even ruin my minute. Like, wh- why do you think that you're so important? <laughs> well, here's the secret. If somebody has to come spend their time telling you why you've hurt them or ruined their life, because especially someone who's like an employee or somebody who's in an external friendship, um, they got to really either, you know, not have their act together, be overtly sensitive, or they don't have their own game. You want to solve, if you're somebody who's judging others, I love judgment. Because really what you're talking about are people who are judging. And in relationships, if you're judging your partner constantly, mm-hmm. you're going to find, you know, judgment goes both ways. And and usually the very thing that you're doing, you're judging other people for doing. So if you're gossiping or you're threatening or you're being a bully mm-hmm. or, you know, in, in, in relationships. It's uh, always a mirror. It, it's a mirror. And if I if I see and I have I've seen this in 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 I've experienced this firsthand. OK. Mm-hmm. If you're in a relationship where you have to use leverage and threaten threats and you have to use power to control somebody by using really hurtful words, mm. then you're an abuser. Mm. You are abusing the person that you're supposed to be loving. Mm. Mental abuse is as painful in some cases as maybe physical abuse. Now, I've never been physically abused, so yeah. I, I don't know that I have a right to say that. But I, I do understand the complication of mental abuse. Mm. And when you're coming home every day feeling like every single thing you're going to do, someone's judging you or, or beating you up over it or questioning you, 
it's miserable, right? Well, I think everybody has been in a relationship at some points, whether you're younger or older, where there is that tension and there is some sort, maybe it's not all abuse. I guess some people have really good relationships that just fizzle out. But it, in my limited experience, like I've even been in a relationship, been in relationships before where that was taking place. And I think it's just part of becoming comfortable. And I don't necessarily, like, I guess some people have issues and like really, really need the insecure or feel they need security and they express that in insecure ways. But um, it, it seems like all relationships that don't work out, that aren't the one that you end up staying with, like they have pieces of that or moments of that. Yeah, I, I, there's reason relationships end, right? What I'm saying, though, is maybe I have the advantage of being older and, 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 Studly. Being, and being in different relationships <laughs> and stuff. But I've just come to – this is my personal view on this, right? I've come to the conclusion that I'm only going to live hopefully twice as long as I've lived today. And, and – Twice as 100, long. Yeah, 100 years old. So I'm 50 today. So here's the deal, though. I, I don't want to look back at the end of that next 50 years of my life and say anything other than the people that I was the closest to trusted me, loved me, adored being with me, and desired to be with me. Mm-hmm. I don't understand the concept of creating so much tension in a relationship or being, you know, going outside your family and talking to other people about how much you can't stand your spouse or or you know people that do that stuff mm. and and miserable people are going back to that person that exited miserable people are going to find a reason to be miserable and they actually go around all day long looking for other people to blame for why they're miserable. Well, I actually heard a quote last night while I was watching My Super Sweet 16 and this 15-year-old girl says hurt people hurt people. I love that because it acknowledges that there is this there is this mirror effect, but you're only you're only able to hurt somebody if you've experienced that in the past. People who've had wonderful childhoods or wonderful experiences in life tend to not hurt people in, in the way that people who have experienced significant trauma. So there is an empathy that comes from just even acknowledging in other people that why they do the things that they yeah, do. Yeah, well, I think you should, like, to, this is to your point. People who are unhappy, miserable, sad, hurtful, they fight, they they throw out all sorts of threats. You actually have to have empathy for that person. You have to love them because somebody hasn't, mm-hmm. right? But when they turn that energy on you because, because that's who they are, right. they own that. Right. But then if they aren't in a place of being able to own it, then it's just yeah, it's, that's when relationships You have to make – everyone has to make their decision. I am just very thankful I'm with an amazing person who's oh, got a sweetheart. Fortunately, I've been your mom's best friend for 15 years, so I knew a lot about how, how you have been raised. You have an amazing mother. Well, thank you. I would agree with that. You have a great dad. I have an amazing set of parents, so we're very fortunate. I have three beautiful daughters. I have been well-loved by – Women. Women in my life, and I'm just so blessed. <laughs> I've also been taught a lot. <laughs> no kidding. All right. Should we wrap this up? Yeah, this is kind of a mushy one. A mushy one? What do mushy? you mean mushy? I don't know. Was this a mushy, kind of a mushy You realize podcast? we're still going right now, right? Yeah. Like the, it hasn't, yeah. We haven't stopped yet. <laughs> I think we got off topic a little bit outside of, you know, 
sticking to the argument piece and how we argue. But I think this is a very real and transparent conversation that you and I have constantly when we're trying to evaluate people in our lives and where to spend our energy. And the premise is we don't want to fight. We don't want to fight with each other. And we also don't want to fight with anybody else. And anybody who brings that into our lives, we put up with it for a little while. And we are so at this place where we just like have no tolerance for it whatsoever. We're so too busy. It, we're we're yeah. focused on conquering and, and growing together and making things happen and loving our family and wanting, if we're going to spend any energy doing something, let's do it on something that's productive that's mm-hmm. going to add value versus destroying the moment or destroying value. Mm-hmm. And I and that would be, I guess, the one contribution that I'd like to make in this 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 podcast. Here it so, is, guys. Here's his contribution. Here it, is. here it is. Fight to win every day with each other. Don't fight each other over losses. Just fight to win. Love it. Well done, B. Dawson. Thanks for tuning in, you guys. And we will see you next week. Where are we going to be next week? Who's going to be on the podcast? We'll be in Florida next week. Uh-huh. Uh, so I don't know. At some point, I would love to have Gray and Elena and you and me on the same show. And I would obviously love it to be on my show because we talk about relationships. So I'm just going to throw that I, out By there. the way, congratulations. I should say, like, like you, uh, intention statement, six months ago when you got Elena's book, oh. you <laughs> said one day, she's, or you did say, she will be the first person on my podcast. Mm-hmm. And you didn't even know her then. Mm-mm. And you talk about intentionality, and it took a lot of work for us to get to know Grant and Elena. Um, and we have those same relationships we're developing with other people right now. And this is what makes life so wor- so beautiful is when you're working together and you actually find tension in the relationship. Sometimes that tension is how to help each other. You can either be having tension like pushing your partner up or you can have tension by trying to drag them down. And I think converting that tension to elevating each other and, and, and driving and striving for success is just we've learned is a lot more interesting and a lot more a rewarding. A lot more interesting. Yeah. Thank you for having me on your show. It's our show, Brandon. It is freaking our show. You are a co-host. But then the, I can go around uh, tell everybody, I can go around tell everybody I've been interviewed on a hundred podcasts so far, <laughs> even though all of them are yours. All right. Thanks for being on our show. I love you. However, your name isn't on the thing. Oh, I guess my name's not on the thing. The other one says with Natalie Workman. So it's it's pseudo your show. We'll talk to everybody on the next show. All right, bye guys. Bye.